Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada and I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. And today we've got some bad news. Artificial intelligence has beaten human beings yet again. So how did it happen this time? This time artificial intelligence went not for the blue collar workers, not for the factory workers and those people that do manual labor, but for the white collar workers and more specifically for the highly educated white collar workers which is the lawyers now artificial intelligence just went up against a team of highly skilled highly experienced lawyers and totally totally wiped them out let me tell you what happened so there's a company that's testing out a new artificially intelligent lawyer it's basically a computer program that's been programmed with law skills so they put this system against a group of seasoned attorneys and they gave both teams a standard non-disclosure agreement which is basically a legal uh, document so what they did was they made deliberate errors in the nda in the non-disclosure agreement and they presented the faulty ndas to both the human lawyers and the artificial intelligence the ai lawyer and they said to them well go and fix this now so both teams went and they began to scan through the document find the errors fix the errors and uh, come back to the judges now at the end of the of the contest the human attorneys scored 85% and the ai lawyer scored 95% so boom it just beat the human uh, lawyers by 10% but that wasn't the real shocker the real shocker was in the time it took each uh, team the human team took 45 minutes to go through that nda and to find the errors the ai lawyer took 30 seconds in half a minute the ai lawyer found 95% of the errors in the nda it took the humans 45 minutes and that too they only uh, managed to get an 85% accuracy rate now yet again ai has beaten human beings now this is not something new this is something that has been recurring ever since ibm's deep blue computer beat gary kasparov at uh, at chess now gary kasparov was at one time the world champion chess player and the first time that that human beings realized that computers may just outdo us is when Deep Blue which is the name of a supercomputer developed by IBM when it beat Garry Kasparov at chess because chess is not an easy game to play it's not a trivial game to play it's an incredibly complex game with so many different moves so many strategies so many ways of of uh, overcoming your your opponent that it requires not just logical thinking but it also requires a whole level of creativity in order to to win <clears throat> in a similar way when google's alpha go uh, beat the world champion player at the game go now the game go as complex and difficult as chess is go is a lot more complex now just to give you an example the the go uh, game has 130,000 possible first moves the first move just the first move there's so many different uh, options and go requires more skill it requires more creativity and talent than actual logic to win but yet 
uh, Google's AlphaGo uh, computer beat the world uh, Go champion. Now, this has been happening. This has been a recurring theme. But this was, you know, we were in a comfort zone because this was confined to the space of uh, games. I mean, as 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 uh, incredibly complex as uh, chess is as a game and Go is as a game, as incredible as it is that a computer had beat humans in these games, never before had computers beaten human beings in an intellectual pursuit relating to their specific profession. And here in this case, the profession is the law profession. Now we've got lawyers who are under threat from artificial intelligence. And clearly it wiped out the human lawyers. Now what's going to happen to the law industry in the next five to ten years? It's difficult to tell, but most likely if I were running a law firm I'd use the AI lawyer because it's more accurate, it does things much more quickly, and of course, it's a whole lot cheaper than lawyers' salaries. In the same way, so much is changing. The, the, the medical industry is changing. I mean, we discussed this in a previous episode where now there's body scanners. People at home can diagnose so many different illnesses and just fly off a, a, a prescription to a robot pharmacy which delivers the medication via uh, self-driving drones, autonomous drones, and those medications will come straight to your home. Everything is changing. Everything is, is, is up in the air. It's difficult for anybody at this stage to say what the world is going to look like in the next five to ten years. This much we know with almost 100% certainty is this, that within the next five to ten years, half of all current jobs will no longer exist. People will be doing completely different jobs to what they are doing today. And who knows, maybe your future doctor is going to be a, a robot, your future surgeon is going to be a robot, your future dentist is going to be a robot, your future lawyer is going to be a robot. Who knows? It's difficult to tell. But then this leaves us with a question which we discussed in the previous episode and the episode before that. What happens to us as human beings when it comes to our careers? Do we, do we have any hope for the future? Is there a chance that we're going to have anything to do or are we going to starve to death? Are we all just not going to find any careers to do and are we going to starve to death? The answer is very simple. You see, the great equalizer here is economics. Now, who buys products? Do robots buy products or do people buy products? Obviously, people buy products. It's people that make economies work. It's not machines. So by companies continuously replacing people with robots, with artificial intelligence, and putting people out of a job, what's going to happen? Eventually, it's going to come back and bite the companies because you're going to massive number of people that are unemployed that cannot buy your products. So why are you even in business? If you've got no customers for your products, why would you be in business? The companies themselves will go completely out of business. So there's no way that there'll be nothing for human beings to do. The second thing is obviously the spiritual aspect. We hear this over and over and over again, and that is Allah provides, God provides. With every human being that's born in this in this world, they have a very specific risk. They have a very specific uh, amount of 
of uh, income that's already been rationed to them. And no one and nothing can change this. No amount of artificial intelligence, no amount of robots can change this. Every human being has a destination and they have a, a predestined income, a predestined amount of food, water, oxygen that they are going to consume. So there's no real concern as far as that goes. But what we need to do as human beings, and this is entirely up to us and no one else, and that is how do we prepare for this uncertain future as human beings? How do we prepare ourselves and our children? I mean, a statistic like, like this, that 50% of all jobs are, are no longer going to exist in 10 years' time, that's some scary stuff right there, not just for our children, but for us. I mean, if you are in your 30s or in your 40s or even in your 50s, to think that your job is going to radically change in the next 10 years, it's a scary thought. But nonetheless, there are things we can do to prepare ourselves for this future. Now, whenever I go and, and, and do a talk or a presentation, I always say to people one thing. If you want the most solid, the most sound advice for the future, then it's this, prepare for uncertainty and embrace change. Change is happening. There's nothing you can do about it. You cannot hide away from it. You can't stick your, your head in the ground like an ostrich and hope the change will go away because that change is going to come and bite you. It's going to come and bite you and you're going to find yourself at a major disadvantage. Just like our friends, the Luddites of the 18th century, the guys who led the Luddite revolution almost 200 years ago, they thought that by destroying the loom machines, they're going to keep their jobs. But you know what? Technology just overpowered them. They went out of jobs and the loom machines replaced them. But guess what? They didn't die out. They didn't become extinct. They didn't die of starvation. They found other things to do. In the same way, if you look at cars, the transition from horses to cars, can you imagine how many people lost their jobs when the transition came from horses to to cars. I mean, with the horse, all right, you had your, the person who, who looked after the horses, who tended the horse. Then you had your, your veterin vet, uh, veterinary surgeons. You had your people that, uh, your blacksmiths that made the horseshoes. Then you, you had your carriage makers, those people that, that manufactured and maintained the carriages. Then you had the carriage rider. And there's so many people that were involved in the, in the horse industry. But along comes cars. And what happens? Do those people die out? Did the human population shrink thanks to the first, second, and third industrial revolutions? Not at all. All these people found other jobs. And not only did they find other jobs, but the world population grew in leaps and bounds. And we are now on the brink of 8 billion human beings on this planet. So much for technology taking away jobs. So the lesson we learn from history is that whenever technology takes away certain jobs, other jobs open up. We don't know exactly know what some of those jobs will be going forward, but we do know that there are new jobs that are going to open up and we must be in a position, we must put ourselves in a position that we are ready to embrace this change and we're ready to take on these new jobs that are going to uh, come in. So now, the question that everybody is asking, what are the best career tips for the next five to ten years? Masila, you tell us, 
you are from the millennial generation you are a digital native you have a better sense of what's going on in the world of technology where should we focus right now where should little children focus where should grown ups focus where are the future careers going to be okay so it's very very difficult in fact it's impossible to tell what the world is going to look like in the next 5 to 10 years okay but we can prepare for it now just a fun fact right scientists say that the technology the advancements in technology between now and 2025 is going to be more than the entire past century now we we can give uh, we we do have a few hints we have some indications of jobs or, or skills that will never die and never go extinct and people who have these skills will continue to thrive the first thing you need to do is embrace technology don't fear it don't let yourself become those luddites embrace it and when something new happens or when a new technology comes up learn how to use that to benefit yourself okay now there there's a there's a question that i have that a lot of people will have in the old days we 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 were exposed to uh digital literacy computer literacy uh, literacy if you know how to use a computer use spreadsheets use uh, a word processor is this what you mean by embracing technology or is that now old news and is something new that's on the horizon that we should be focusing on i think that that is old news well there are a lot of people who still don't know basic computer literacy but at this point you need to have that skill and it's not going to do you any benefit by saying yeah i can use a computer uh basically now what we talked about is learning things like coding learning how to actually program computers that's interesting so you teach computers right you teach coding you teach people to code i mean you've got it varsity going with your online courses and things how does one even start how does one start learning code and what's the benefit for for people generally in learning to code well there's <coughs> there's a lot of ways to start right and we, what we do in it varsity we we have the entire curriculum online structured for you to just get in and start learning from the time you start you'll be learning how to actually program and make your own mobile apps and websites and is that what coding is coding is not like about cracking codes and hacking into bank accounts and things right not at all not at all we're talking about actual useful things how to start a business by for example learning how to make apps and sell them on the app store or make apps for clients and every business wants an app nowadays or wants a website so coding is basically that how to make these things correct and that's exactly what what we teach and all you need is 2 hours a day minimum and while you at your job while you studying in school learn the skill it's an extremely valuable skill to have and it is future proof awesome and there's lots of uh, free resources out there on the internet all you have to do is go and google it up you know i can almost i can almost imagine that in in the future a person will 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 be doing whatever work he does through artificially intelligent uh, intelligent machines because i mean think about it like this uh, in the medical uh, fraternity the, the the dentist will basically sit at his desk and have these tiny little nanobots that will fly into a person's mouth and operate on that person's teeth and do all the drilling and filling and the dentist will basically be controlling them from his pc it's not far fetched to to imagine that such a thing will happen and then the dent if the person requires 
uh, a filling or requires a, a bridge, the dentist will be able to create those on the spot by 3D printing them. For those that don't know what's 3D printing, it's where is these printing machines that can actually print objects rather than printing pictures on, on paper. They can print objects like a tooth and then the dentist will take that tooth and place it into the person's mouth. So a very high level of technology skill will be required and obviously the dentist will require a minimal amount, at least some amount of coding skills to be able to control those drones of his, those nanobots and uh, give them instructions. Awesome. So that's so much for coding. But what about other things like, okay, this is like a taboo subject, social media. Now, social media gets some, gets a lot of flack because people use social media for all sorts of wrong things. But what about the right things that people are doing with social media, like people just marketing their businesses and doing business? Aren't those valuable skills? Definitely. A person who knows how to use social media and the power of the internet to market themselves and their product is definitely going to succeed. For example, let's take someone uh, who's sitting at home and, and selling something. Let's say they're making uh, a clothes or, the, or they're making crafts out of beads. And initially, their market will be those around them. But once they start taking pictures of that and putting it online or start off an online store or, or, or promote it on Instagram, then you automatically get a reach uh, around the world. And um, that's, that's just one, one way of marketing, you know, marketing just your product. But think about marketing yourself as well. Building uh, a personal brand, exactly. basically. Yeah, building a personal brand. And this is extremely important and extremely valuable. So as a business person, you typically market your, your business. But as a professional you'd build a, a personal brand so employers prospective employers can find you like for example if you want to be if you are a dressmaker a fashion designer you simply you can build a personal brand on social media you just keep putting your 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 projects out the work that you are doing you put it out on on, uh, on instagram you put it out on facebook and people see this and they get impressed and then orders start coming through right there's lots of people doing these sorts of things definitely in fact, one of my favorite examples, and I'll, I'll just give this one example. There's this company or small organization that helps uh, with ocean cleanup. And basically, all that they do is promote their work and other people's work on social media. And that's how they, uh, they got themselves out there. And now they get massive amounts of funding from other companies and organizations to, to help with this. So, or, 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 you know, this person that I know who, who does many patterns on people's hands and all she does is whenever she does a pattern, she puts it on Instagram and she's built up a huge following in this way and people all over the country actually call her to do their, their Mandy patterns for weddings and things. That's amazing. That's the power of branding and, and marketing yourself. But social media gives you that, that power. Exactly. The internet and social media together. Okay, so let's talk about other qualities that a future workforce will require. What else? Okay, so we hear this one quite a bit. Adopt a growth mindset. So you need to keep learning and, and adapting. No more can you just uh, learn a skill, go to, go to school, finish your exam, get a degree, work in an office, and then get a retirement, uh, retire when you're 60. That doesn't work anymore. Nowadays, people don't keep their job for more than five years and, and that's just the way things are. One very important skill to learn is to, to be able to learn and unlearn something and then relearn. 
Wow, that's deep. That's I think we should have a whole different uh, episode just on just Definitely. on that concept of unlearning and and relearning. Because I mean, for me that's a very sensitive spot because it's not something that that schools actually teach children how to learn and then how to learn by themselves. Okay, we teach them stuff, but we don't they don't learn how to learn and they don't learn how to unlearn stuff and relearn. I know it sounds like a mm-hmm. like a like a like a uh, riddle, but really it it makes sense. Okay, we are we are running out of time. Let's quickly list the remained uh, skills and then we'll we'll delve a little deeper in the next episode. What Definitely. are the remaining skills for the 21st century workforce? Okay, so we've we've keep kept hinting about this the entire time. Focus on skills, not on qualifications. Nowadays, your qualification is worth almost nothing if you don't have the skills to back it up. Absolutely, and I can I can vouch for that as a software developer. True, and um, the final one, final tip I have is learning to develop soft skills, like learn how to innovate, um, teamwork, l- learn how to work as a team, learn leadership skills, and public speaking. Basically, things that 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 computers cannot and will not ever be able to do. These are p- specifically human traits, right? Correct. Awesome. So that's a wrap for today. We've, it's amazing how quickly we've run out of time today. Uh, I guess, you know, it's the old adage uh, that uh, says time flies when you're having fun. And I think we just uh, experienced that today. But anyway, that's the wrap. I hope our listeners uh, enjoyed this episode and were entertained by it as much as uh, we were. And that's a wrap for today. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Masihullah Katrada. And this is Technology Watch. <laughs>